Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight series. It's been a hot minute since we've done this, but we are back. It is November, and we are doing war movies. Now, it just depends on who picks the movie. It'll be more factual and realish, or it will be a lot like the movie we did tonight, and that is Sisu. So 2022, historical, in a sense, action thriller film. Now, it was written and directed by Jalmari Halander. Now, he's a Finnish screenwriter and film director, and we reviewed his Christmas movie, Rare Exports. And that was the movie where Santa Claus is like a like a monster, and they captured them all. Mm-hmm. It was like multiple Santa Clauses, and they were like weird, and they caught them and then shipped them out to malls to be Santa Claus. It was a weird but really good movie. The main character... And the tank driver in this movie, if you've seen it, uh, that's father and son. And they were in Rare Exports. They were the main characters. So uh, this is a fun one. So this movie was pushed ahead and like, what's the word? Produced. Yes, that's a good word. By the folks that did John Wick. That's why it has the feel of a John Wick movie. Now, Greg, he uh, we've already talked about it. We're going to do John Wick month and just do those movies. But in the John Wick universe, it is one man taking on absurd odds, and he just has willpower to keep him going. In the newest movie, there's a scene where he falls down a set of stairs, twice the longest set of stairs. And he goes, he gets right back up, and he's like, well, gotta fight these 30 people that are on the stairs again. He and realistically oh, struggles, though. God, it's so... He, it's oh, so fucking good. John Wick is so theme. fucking good. Um, there were some questions. People were like, is this like, is he related to John Wick? Like this guy, because this is around World War II, uh, the tail end of it. But no, uh, the, the writer and directors and stuff, they talked about it like, no, they're not related. It'd be cool if they were like, oh, it's like his uncle, but his also, great like, uncle or They something. could be. Yeah. Like they might have said no now, but there definitely is enough. Time-wise. Enough time and not enough information about John Wick's birth yeah because he's an orphan. adopted yeah, we don't know where he there's came not from. enough information like they could easily connect them down the line if they chose to they could retroactively make it uh quentin tarantino cinema universe-esque yeah yeah well, and that's another thing this movie uh when it started katie was like is this tarantino I'm like no it looks a lot like it it feels like i it. asked if it was him but or it, robert rodriguez yeah. for sure because it felt like it at the beginning but uh 40 uninitiated sisu uh, it is a movie about a a Finnish gold miner. And we find out a little bit more about this miner later. Uh, but he is attempting to just get his gold to a bank. Unfortunately, he meets up with a German death squad, Nazis. Ugh, and they realize he has gold. And they realize that he is a monster. A monster in the sense of he is a one-man killing army. And they're like, oh my God, it's just one man. Why can't we take him? And it's just, it's a, the absurdity of a John Wick movie with like Quentin Tarantino sprinkled on top. So it's just very absurd, but it's pretty spiffy. Oh, a man and his dog. Uh, dog does not get a name, but it's just there. They're watching the madness. It's, I like to think it's seen enough madness. Dog's like, damn, that's crazy. Hey, look at this rock. <laughs> and it just scuttles off. But Katie, uh, what did you think about Sisu? I really liked it. I thought it was... I mean, it's very much a John Wick film. There's just this one man doing absurd shit that no person could possibly do. And (laughs) like surviving this wild ass stuff that no one person ever could. But it's incredible. The man knows how to do so many things that a normal person, your average, even your talented uh, military man has no fucking idea how to do. And this dude just rocked it. Like at one point he flies a plane, he like drives a tank, he like does all this wild shit. And it's like, where did you learn all this? Cause not everybody would have these skills, especially not in the forties. You wouldn't have been trained to do all these things. It was fucking cool. Greg. I was extremely surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Cause I just, I didn't expect it to be so enjoyable um, and not necessarily for any particular reason. I just didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, based on the synopsis, I knew we were going to experience someone just running through Nazis, 
but I didn't know in what fashion. I did not know I was going to end up getting a Finnish John Wick in war-torn Finland. I had no idea that was what I was going to get. Just had no idea. Had no idea how much it was based in fact or not. Um, clearly, the character is not factual. But <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I did appreciate that the plot is the plot is in connection to an actual part of World War II history and a part that I did not know and would not have even considered. When you discuss World War II, when you learn about World War II and you and you know you watch various forms of media that you know educate you on World War II, you don't hear about Finland. No. <laughs> so so despite its outlandish character that's clearly not real, I did appreciate that it came from a place in history that was indeed real that I learned a little bit of what it got me into. I had to pause the movie for a bit because I'm the type where if there's any inkling of actual history that's involved, I have to, I have to know the his at least a, 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 a fundamental base of it before I continue to watch. So I had to pause it for a sec yeah. and read up on, on, on Finland's involvement in the war and how initially they're on one side, but then, because it confused me for a second. I was like, well, wait, hold on. There, he, he, this character, you know, as a former soldier, took out a lot of Russians, but Russia was on one side and the other. So I had to, had to, had to parse that out and make sure I knew the history of it, knew exactly, you know, where Finland stood during this war. And I also, more specifically, I appreciate the use of, as someone who's into social studies and history specifically, I appreciate the use of maps. So yep. I really appreciate it while they're explaining the, you know, the, <laughs> I know I'm a sucker for maps and I even, not even because I like, I just like, I like to have the visual of what I'm working with here as far as history is concerned. So I appreciated that in the beginning when you're getting the, the fact that it's root, the facts that it's rooted in that it's giving you a map to give you an idea of what's going on and whatnot. So I really I was educated and I was thoroughly entertained <laughs> and I was completely shocked at what I, what I got. So great all around so uh greg he kind of cracked open the door of the factual part of this movie so it's tied into two battles that finland dealt with uh before this movie starts you know quotation marks starts it's all about the winter war and this was i want to say four to five months long before a treaty happened but the Soviet Union, they lost so much trying to deal with Finland and they were starting to like retreat. And this movie is explaining that the reason that they probably gave up was because of this one man. At least partially. Yeah, yeah. At least partially due to this man and his just absolute destruction of several yes. companies worth of people all by himself. Yes. So during... The said Winter War, there was a Finnish sniper, a real person. His name is Simo Haya. Halya? Halya. Halya. And his nickname was the White Death. And he it's believed that he has killed over 500 enemy soldiers during that war. He was just no scoping folks. And they were like, fuck, man, we just keep, we can't get anywhere because people just keep taking our heads off. He is a monster. Uh, still to this day, he is regarded as the deadliest sniper of all time. Now, war is a little bit different these days, uh, but yeah, I mean, there are snipers, uh, what, what American sniper? I don't know that guy's name, but apparently he is, people say that he is, he's a ridiculous sniper, but no, we've watched movies, talked about people, uh, uh, Vasily Zaitsev, the, the Russian one from uh, Enemy at the Gates, uh, he's real. From World War One, right? Yeah, I think it was one. But uh, we got to see him be an awesome shot, and he's real as shit. So, it, it, yeah, so that's kind of the real part. So they were like, well, we don't want to use Simo, so we'll make someone like it. And Well, it's like, um, oh my gosh, Andrew Garfield's character from Hacksaw Ridge. Like, oh, yeah. It was a real person, but we just exaggerated it a little bit. Yeah. Like, to make it more entertaining. It didn't help out folks and not kill anybody in a war, which is absurd, but... No, uh, so I thought that was really cool, that realistic part of it. 
Now, this movie is around the time of the Lapland War. And so that's a part of Finland where Germans were getting pushed out because the World War II was on the tail end. And they're like, fuck, we're going to lose. And so they were scooting out and they were withdrawing to Norway and they just proceeded to destroy everything on their way out. And so 47% of the dwellings in Lapland, 259 miles of railroads were destroyed. Five, almost 6,000 miles of roadways were mined, destroyed, or unusable. 675 bridges and almost 3,000 miles of telephone lines were destroyed. Uh, 90% of the capital of Lapland was burned to the ground. Uh, so the Germans were like, fuck this noise. Okay, we're losing. Well, you're not going to have this place. And they just went their way and absolutely destroyed it. So uh, all the things that happened in this movie were real to an extent. Uh, but yeah, there was no one main army with a dog just rocking Nazis. But it'd be really cool if, <laughs> if that was real. Uh, I love these movies that come out, these crazy action films. History would be so much more legit, just like with uh, Inglorious Bastards. If Hitler went out in a movie theater because of like a fire, that'd be the most legit history fun fact ever. I mean, it, he still went down like a punk, but it'd be something cool about like, yeah, he went to go see a movie. And they locked that place down and burnt it down. I'm like, that's fucking cool. But, you know, you know that, that's why Tarantino, these people make these movies that are just absurd with a sprinkle of truth to it. So the phrase, the name Sisu, is an actual thing in Finland. It does not have a literal equivalent in English, but there are some words that kind of mean what it's supposed to be. Uh, tenacity, grit, resilience, hardiness are to that point but sisu uh is an extraordinary determination in the face of extreme adversity and courage that is presented typically in situations where success is unlikely now i was reading a little about the phrase sisu there is a good sisu and a bad sisu uh, apparently you can do too much of it and it becomes a detriment so when people i assume like people in a fight like if me and katie are swinging and she hits me in a jaw and I go limp and like my body's like, no, you ain't sleeping. I get back up and like round two and she hits me again. I go down. I just keep getting back up. Everybody's like, don't just, just go down, bud. And they're like, nope, I can't stop. There are moments where you're like, maybe you should stop. Like, there's no way you can win this fight. But uh, it's a real thing. And they did psychological studies about Sisu with Finnish people and Americans. Just, you know, it, you know, explain it this to another culture. But yeah, uh, Finnish people are like, yeah, man, that's a real thing. And some people have more of it than others, you know, and you can just be a hard ass and be like, nope, I'm not done. Like, wow, you got shot seven times in the chest. Damn. All right. I'm like, how the fuck are you moving? Like, I don't know. It, it happens in real life. Some people can just take way more punishment and just get back up and like, you shouldn't be functioning. So I thought that was really cool. It's an actual real thing. So this film is split into seven chapters. This movie, it is 91 minutes. So uh, they wanted to keep it nice and lean. Uh, the opposite of a lot of war films where it's like, okay, this will be two and a half hours. And we're going to show you every component, every piece of a war. You know, for internal, internal, external, everything about war. This one, they went the opposite route. And they were like, we're keeping this nice and slim. And we're just going to show you the, the day of the life of a badass. So there are seven chapters and the chapters usually run about 15 minutes. So uh, the first time I saw a chapter pop up, I was like, okay. And the next one I was like, damn, that's quick as hell. And it just kept keeps going from there. So yeah, like you're, said, used we'll chapter, you're, you're used to chapters being Quentin Tarantino films. You're like, well, this movie is not two hours. So what are we doing with these chapters here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just had such a, a cool feel to it. And man, this, I'm curious to see what Tarantino thought of this movie. Hopefully he watched it. Uh, I like to think that he would just be like, like, oh, I like this. Damn, I wish I helped with this because it just feels right. So I will tell you, Greg, that the 1982 film First Blood, so a Rambo film, uh, was a big inspiration for this movie. So Rambo, just our, I guess, our American Sisu. <laughs> 
That yeah, that that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, <laughs> that makes a ton of sense. When I was watching it, it didn't even pop in my head about Rambo, but yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. That's our American, just like I can't stop and I have to kill everything. I was like, oh, ain't that a bitch? <laughs> but ours took less damage and it was just more very had a lot of ingenuity about him, if I recall correctly. It's yeah. been a long time since I long time since really I watched that blood. Much. No, he, he didn't, didn't take, take damage. damage. He was just super elusive and super savvy. Yeah, he did a lot of hiding and shooting. He geez, he had so many guns in that movie. <laughs> he, he he was a gorilla, and Sisu was just <laughs> I don't even know the word you could give to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was just Sisu. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this movie starts in late 1944, like I said, during the Lapland War, and so we meet a gold miner. Um, we get his name later, but it's um, Atami. Atami, I think. Atami Corpy is his name. I'm destroying that. I apologize. And he lives by himself with his horse and his dog. The dog does not get a name because our boy, I'm just going to call him Sisu. Our boy Sisu does not say anything in this movie until the end of it. There are no lines from him, which I thought was a cool way to make him just cool and unstoppable. He doesn't have to talk because he shows you what he's about. So he lives with his horse and his dog. His dog is a Bedlington Terrier. Uh, and it's a an English puppy. Uh, it's it looks so scruffy and cute. And I'm not even <laughs> big on scruffy dogs like that because I'm I groom dogs. So I was like that dog needs to get brushed out. But a very good dog. So while the battle is still happening, the Germans are retreating in in a, any sense of the word, but still you know fighting as things get close to them and explosions go off. Uh, our boy Sisu is just ignoring it. He's done with that life and he is just prospecting looking for gold in the wilderness he finds a big old gold deposit and so he's digging and mining he finds it and he freaks the fuck out because i don't know the running rate of gold back in the 40s but i bet it was a lot well it was constantly fluctuating and the rate for non-germans to having access to it was incredibly high because the germans would just steal it from everywhere you're right about that they were ransacking everywhere every country every home they got they would just steal everyone's gold and they were stockpiling it like did you ever see the movie monuments men yeah that's what it's 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 basically that but not just with like the germans did it with art with everything music literature they stole everything that made anyone anything yeah and just hoarded it for themselves but they did the same thing with gold and it tanked or not tanked but it like fucked up the price of gold yeah. for Makes everyone sense. during world war ii and there was no way for anyone to like it was really hard to keep track of yeah, the price true. of gold because it kept fluctuating because no one really knew how much gold was circulating at any one time yeah. <laughs> because the germans were hiding it yeah so but uh in this sense our boy Sisu is like, well, I'm rich, uh, done doing this. So he packs up his horse with his giant gold deposit that he just found. And he is heading toward a city in Finland. It's Rovaniemi. Rovaniemi? Rovaniemi? Yeah. I don't know which vowels you lean on. In Finland? In Finland? Like, Who knows? Latin out? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> So, uh, unfortunately, along the way, he meets two groups of Nazis. The first group, um, they, you know, they look at each other just like tough people do, and they let him by. The sniper, the second in command, is ready to just shoot him in the back of the head. And he's like, nope, it's fine. He's heading that way. He's going to die anyway. It's fine. I don't want to. I don't want to kill him. So he heads to a smaller group. And unfortunately, um, they stop him and they're like, what you got, buddy? What you been doing? And they find the saddlebags full of gold and they are like, hey, we're, we're rich, y'all. Turn up. And they're about to kill him. And then you get that look in his eye and our boy goes Sisu on him, uh, pulls out a knife, stabs a dude in the head. The second he stabbed the first guy, just threw his head. I was like, oh, shit, this movie's about to get wild. And he murders everybody. And the first squad hears some gunshots go off at first and like, okay, the second squad killed him. Cool. And then he hears more gunshots, erratic shots. And he's like, oh, oh, shit. I, maybe he's fighting them. So 
the first squad heads back to investigate. And so the leader, his name is Heldorf, Bruno Heldorf, he discovers that that dude murdered that squad. And he's like, what the fuck? And one gold nugget was left behind at the scene of the crime. And so now Mr. Heldorf is like, oh, he's got gold on him. He was a prospector. Well, uh, let's just uh, kill him because he's one man and let's get that gold. Unfortunately, they are chasing down Mr. Sisu and they shoot a couple of shots at him, but they let him go. And Sisu ends up in a minefield. So this is part of the Scorch Earth tactic that the Germans were doing. Uh, this squad said, fuck it. Let's just put all our minds down in the road. So after the war is done and somebody's walking this way thinking like, oh, man, the Nazis are gone. I'm so excited. Uh, they get blown up because it's that kind of just salty bitch made thing you do when you're losing. So Sisu hits a landmine. His horse gets demolished. And as he is dealing with probable a concussion, he starts and hearing loss. Yeah, it's legit like a, a video game where you, you're like about to die and everything slows down you hear that weird like really high-pitched like, yeah the oh, high-pitched shit. buzz you know laying like, there looking at the sky i cannot hear a <laughs> damn thing yeah uh he starts gathering up the gold sisu is like oh shit All right, let me just get my stuff and I, maybe i can run away the other squad uh, heldorf squad rolls up and once again the sniper wants to just kill him but heldorf's like no hold up uh heldorf is a very nice and sadistic man I, the first time i watched it i was like i don't understand why he let him just pick up all the gold and i was like wait he, he's letting him do it so he can just kill him in all the golds in one spot he doesn't want to he don't want to pick up the gold himself he's like well that guy's doing it for us i'll just wait till he's done and then we'll kill him i was like wow that's that's some hardcore shit so as sisu collects all of the gold he picks up a rock and then throws the rock and hits one of the mines and then another mine goes off right after. He is systematically throwing rocks at mines. So he has identified the mines in between him and the, the Nazi group. And he is making a smoke screen. Heldorf orders all of his soldiers to start shooting bullets. And our boy Sisu pulls a Captain America and grabs a piece of, I don't know what it was, some type of metal, enough to stop small arms fire. And starts blocking the bullets as he's. Oh, it was his uh, prospecting um, plate. The pan. That's the pan. smart. I it's like his that. Pan. He uses the pan his to block pan. bullets. And so at this point, it's uh this scene was in the trailer of this movie. We actually saw it when we went to see the newest John Wick. And Heldorf sends in one of the soldiers, and as he takes a couple steps into the smoke, a mine flies out, and hits the top of his head, and he implodes. And they just sit there like, what the fuck just happened? And then he keeps sending in soldiers and bad things happen to them. Uh, he asks his second in command, like, hey, how many mines did we put down? And his second in command's like, yeah, we put all of them down? He's like, oh, wow, that fucking sucks. Because <laughs> I want to get this gold. Unfortunately, Heldorf and his group, they captured a few Finnish women. Uh, probably not all Finnish uh, but they captured women on their way out of this country. So they used two of them as, I don't know, canaries in a mine to detect if a mine is in front of them. Uh, uh, fortunately for the ladies, they don't explode. And we get one lady is like the main one in it. So the second in command learns from a dog tag that was left after the explosion that our boy Sisu or Atami was a legendary one-man death squad. He was nicknamed the Immortal because no one could kill him. Um, he lost his family. He lost his home. He lost everything to the Russians, and he proceeded to just kill them. He got to the point where no one could tell him what to do in the war, so they just let him go off. Uh, he'd come back. He's like, I killed 42 of them. Turn up. Go get some food, and you go back out if you want to. And he'd load up and go right back out. Uh, yeah, our boy just has all the willpower and he's ready to fight. So Heldorf is like, I don't think we're in trouble. We're all right. You know, we, he's just one man, you know, even though he's killed at least 300 people in this movie. And he's like, it's just one man. I'm not worried about this guy. <laughs> so we learn that Heldorf wants that gold really bad that is on Sisu's body. 
because they can bribe their way out of the country because they do they did a lot of war crimes they can get out of the war yeah honestly yeah that honestly they can scoot out but they've been doing some bad stuff and they have captive women in the back in one of the trucks so they've been doing a lot of wild shit so they're like we gotta pay our way to get out of this you know no one's gonna be like hey what's with the women tied in the back hey here's a gold brick don't think about it oh <laughs> so pretend you didn't see that yeah so the german soldiers they released the dogs released the hounds uh to follow his trail uh i forgot to tell you this whole time uh sisu's dog is just around he got shot at a couple times and he scooted off into the distance and uh the whole movie i was worried about the dog dying because it's a war movie in the trailer for the movie because you see the dog multiple times in the trailer they actually pop up the line the dog does not die they put it up just to assage people's feelings. Because some people are like, I'm not watching that movie. The dog's going to explode at some point. They were like, nah, he don't die. And they're like, okay, cool. So no fears. The dog is cool. Because he dips out the second there's some type of fight. He's like, whoop. <laughs> he just goes away. So Sisu, he crawls under one of the vehicles of the squad looking for him. And he douses himself in gasoline. So just like in, what is it, uh, Jurassic World? yeah one of them chris pratty like did that so the that indominus rex didn't smell him yeah yeah so apparently it works <laughs> uh but unfortunately he tries to sneak off and the soldiers see him so you know uh reasonable people reasonable people don't do this thing but sisu lights himself on fire so the dogs well, he lights the gas on fire yeah but he is on fire uh so the dogs don't chase him down the dog's like jesus he's on fire <laughs> he takes a bullet and hops into the water. Now the sniper's like, well, he's got to take a breath. Like, it's got to happen. Now, this part confused me for the first time I watched it. Sisu pops his head open, his head up to get a breath, and he gets shot. You see movement and blood as he goes back down. The sniper bullet just wings him. Grazes uh, his, he's his a very head. lucky man. But he's down in the water. He can only breathe so long. He's probably dead. We see blood. So, Heldorf sends three soldiers. Yeah, one goes down and they see the blood. They're like, oh. And then the other one goes down. And so he sends three soldiers to retrieve the gold in the body. The first soldier go, goes down and Sisu stabs, slits his throat, and sucks the air out of his dying body so he can stay down in the water. Uh, this is absurd. I've never seen a movie do that. So I was like, props to you, Sisu. I've never seen someone take the air from a dying body so you don't have to go up out of the water. I was like, that's legit as shit. I've seen people share air before. Like, it happens a lot in, like, underwater movies or ocean movies. Like, there'll only be one scuba gear, like, outfit. So the person will take, an, will take a big breath yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and then sure. they'll, like, kiss the other person, but they're, like, really blowing air into the other person's lungs yeah so i've seen that before but nothing as extreme as slitting someone's throat and then breathing out of their fucking windpipe yeah like it was crazy <laughs> it's so cool and crazy so he does this one other time the next soldier jumps down he's like well i can take him and you just see blood air and that's it and it's like cool oh, shit man he keeps killing people the last soldier says i don't need this i'm going home and you know, Heldorf tells him, like, hey, if you are leaving, uh, you will be shot if you leave. Uh, you're deserting. Uh, yeah, desertion is death. Yeah, and he gets sniped. So Sisu pops up on the other side of this lake, and he runs off. Now, this is the one part of the movie that's a bit unbelievable, because they use a 50 cal, like, off the tank to shoot at him. Uh, those bullets are really, really big, and they would pierced through anything he had so he uses a corpse to run away and use as a shield uh people online were like nah that would go through but i still like this movie <laughs> but that's a bit absurd well remember the, i think he still has his uh doesn't he still have his pan on him oh for sure but they they made it a, a thing to show that that corpse stopped like at least four or five bullets from well, like getting well they, it would have slowed down and then hit his shield thing oh absolutely back, but so. they were like they were like, we're going to show this body get jacked up for this reason. Yeah. So Sisu gets away. Uh, his dog was like, damn, he left me again. And is on the other side of the water with the Nazis. Um, the Nazis are cool with the dog. They actually use it as a trap. So they follow the dog 
as it's looking for its, you know, dad. And we see that Sisu ends up at a gas station, a destroyed gas station. And his dog comes up and is like, hey, man, how's it going? Those uh, those Nazi dudes gave me a present to give you. It's a stick of dynamite. And Sisu's like, Jesus. <laughs> he throws the dynamite off the dog. Dog's like, what? why'd you throw that? And the explosion knocks out Sisu. So we see that Heldorf, Wolf the Sniper, and the tank driver, hey, it's the main main actor's son. <laughs> they hang Sisu from the post. And as he is getting choked out, uh, they kind of give him respect. Uh, they take their hats off and kind of like, man, you're, they salute him. you're pretty hardcore, man. You killed a lot of my soldiers. <laughs> but we got you. Uh, they pull the ultimate bad guy mistake. They don't watch him die. They stay there for a little bit, but they don't watch him. They should have shot him as he was like, he stopped moving. Should have shot him in the head. But yeah, they were already, you know, stacks on stacks on stacks of war, war crimes. Like, you might as well. Yeah, might as well. So we see as the group leaves, uh, Sisu, he wakes up with the little ounce of strength he has. He rocks his body enough to hang his body on a protruding nail in the post that he is being hung onto. So he is technically not fully choking, choking just a little bit. Oh, that was so brutal. And then he takes a nap. <laughs> He's like, that was a lot. That was fucking brutal. So he goes to sleep, hanging from a post at a gas station. Uh, his dog's like, wake up. <laughs> so uh, in the morning, I guess, uh, German pilots land. Now the sound of the plane flying by close shakes the post loose and sisu falls to the ground hooray now one of the pilots is like hey this dude was like hanging but he's like alive and the other pilot's like okay shoot that dude and then shoot the dog and but off screen sisu kills that dude because you get too close and then he for he hits the pilot in the head with a brick so now sisu's confused about what to do he has one piece of gold left he buries it at his feet and he's a bit upset about life, but then he realizes, oh shit, this dude's a pilot. I can use his plane. He undigs the gold that he has, and he goes to talk to the pilot. So later on, Heldorf, he finds the plane. It is crashed in front of them, the path that they need to go. Now, while they are confused about why the pilot has the same noose around his neck that they hanged Sisu with, we see that Sisu hops into the back of a truck. It's the truck with the captive ladies. Hooray. And he kills those soldiers. And then he hands a gun to the lead lady. Actually, he and has all the other ladies. He has a lot of guns on him. He's been collecting all the weapons. And so the women head off. Well, actually, they commandeer their truck. And Sisu uses them. And he's going up the line, just taking out everybody ahead. Uh, the women, they roll up to one of the, the trucks with full of soldiers and they reveal themselves and then light the truck up. They just... They mow it down. <laughs> and that truck's just like, oh, you're right, and just rolls off into the bushes. It was rough. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 800 bullets went that direction. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Sisu hops onto the tank with Heldorf and Wolf the sniper and he actually takes out Wolf they fall off the tank, and then um, one of the motorcycle squads in the back, they they stop and look at Sisu as he is killed, Wolf the sniper. They look at him, and then they just run off. They're like... They they give up. They put their hands up, and they're like, you can have it. You can have the motorcycle. Yeah, bye. I do not care. And they I, just run away. I do not care. And then we see, actually, Wolf did not get killed. He just beat the shit out of him, and he left him to the mercy of the women that were captured. And so we'll see what happens to Wolf and the women later. So Sisu rolls up and he's trying to catch up to the plane. So now it's just Heldorf and the tank driver for the last two left. Heldorf shoots the tank driver, the kid, because uh, he's like, well, I mean, this is all my gold. I'm going to give one bar to this pilot and uh, I got all this gold. Hurry for me. The plane flies off. Sisu tries to catch up with his motorcycle. But it looks like he doesn't catch up in time. Uh, Heldorf is like, thank God, he has killed everybody, but he didn't get me. Hey, what's that sound? Sisu has used his pickaxe, and he is on the bottom of the plane as it is rising into the air. 
and he's just like, I'm, I'm gonna kill you. I'm, I'm gonna opening up this plane like a fucking can opener. <laughs> so he digs a hole and makes it into the plane. So Heldorf and Sisu proceed to fight. Uh, Sisu has been through a lot, and Heldorf has had a nice, relaxed path through this movie. So just... Heldorf is overpowered, and Sisu is clearly been injured many times yes and he's caught like six bullets yeah. he's had a concussion he he's, has no hearing he's he, picked metal out of his body he's been times. hung yeah. he's not sick. to mention all the scars were, that you see earlier in the film where it just reveals he's clearly sewn himself up multiple times yeah yeah like it's like puckered wounds he almost drowned like six times like yeah, yeah those wounds <laughs> those wounds come from uh patchwork healing when when it's not lined up perfectly like if you go get surgery they make sure that the skin lines up but if you're like i gotta just do this really quick that's why they have the puckered on there i've seen that in action movies and stuff and there's enough when you get a true surgery there's they put in enough stitches to make sure that it's going to heal properly yeah when you're out in the field you're putting enough stitches for it to hold together for as long as you need it to hold together so So he's been out in the streets just putting himself together yeah "Ah, that hurt oh and he's not using like normal uh like the threading you would normally use oh yeah he used metal he He just used yeah like fucking barbed wire like he just used a straight wire that he found out of out of a phone pole or where the fuck what was he even doing it was like out of that explosion where he got hung like he found some wire and then was like sewed himself no screaming just grunts he's like i ain't gonna scream i'm just mad so as he is fighting heldorf uh heldorf is whooping his ass he's probably got 20 years on him um he gets a strap with a big piece of metal on the end a clip and he is just whipping sisu like he owes him money and um a part of his skin on his face is peeling off and i thought that was really cool sisu was getting his ass whooped so uh that that sisu that determination keeps popping up and it's just like the matrix the last movie where agent smith's like why why do you keep getting up man he's like because because i choose to because you can't make me not get up and sisu clips the part that he's getting his ass whooped to a bomb actually a missile and he opens up the the bay and the missile goes down and we see Heldorf. he says fuck you <laughs> he gets snatched away and he explodes hooray the pilot was shot earlier in the movie so he has just been bleeding out flying the plane but then he's like oh i'm dead and so sisu's like oh shit no parachutes i got my gold what do i do fuck it and he ties himself down he braces himself and hopes that he does not explode instantly when the plane crashes. It doesn't crash because it crashes into a swamp. Hooray! So we see that the women, the captive women, have commandeered the German tank and they are driving to safety. And they take Wolf tied to the uh, the cannon on the tank to a Finnish unit. And so this part, the subtitles didn't happen. It was really weird, but the the main lady just says like hi and the unit's like hey how's it going he's like oh i captured this guy he's like are there any more like german units around no they're they're all dead it's like are there any more of you no just us okay (laughs) and that's what happens we see that sisu he swims out of the swamp hooray and his dog i don't know how many miles that dog just ran but uh, because he flew twice I think no, he probably caught up to the dog because he went the opposite way. Probably. How the fuck did this dog find them? How would it track its smell if it's it got was Sisu, flying? The dog, it was flying. The, the dog's got Sisu too, man. <laughs> <laughs> so they reunite, hooray! And they take the German motorcycle with the sidecar, and they drive to Helsinki, hooray! And he heads to the bank, and he comes in. Uh, his face is clean. Actually, he's pretty clean. So he gets he into found water a river or something. Point. Yeah. And he empties his satchels of gold onto the the counter, and he talks for the first time in this movie, and he asks for bills in exchange for his gold, and he says, so the load won't be so damn heavy to carry. So he's like, give me them papers, please. And that is Sisu. (laughs) He he got his money. He's like, I just want want to cash this in. That's all I want to (laughs) do. So, Greg, who's your favorite character in Sisu? Well, I mean, obviously, it's 
Atami himself, but gotta change it up somewhat because <laughs> Atami is everyone's favorite character. I mean, by default, it's just he's he's the star of the show. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna, for the sake of changing it up, I'm gonna. I really enjoyed the um, the the lady hostages, in particular, the one that actually had a couple of lines. The one who was clearly like. I guess you'd call her a leader. It's not like she necessarily led them in anything, but yeah, she, she was clearly the the main focus of those sausages. I just really appreciated how, despite despite her possible impending doom and her dire circumstances, she laughs in the face of her captors. <laughs> what are you laughing at? To which she explains, "You yeah. guys really think you're going to succeed where no one else has succeeded." So. She is either clearly Finnish or she herself has just been around long enough to know the legend that is uh, a Tommy and <laughs> just the amount of Sisu <laughs> is is burning within him. So <laughs> I particularly enjoyed how despite what it is that she's going through, she's going to she's essentially taunting these 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 Nazis and she's yeah. going to keep it up even in the face of what should be certain death. <laughs> uh, she was my favorite character as well. I think that the story doesn't really move forward enough without her to give the explanation to the Nazis of yeah. what he is. Like up until then, you're like, oh damn, this guy's a badass. Like he's, he's crazy and he's, you know, holding his own against, you know, full, a full barrage of fucking Nazis that are dealing with him. But until she is like, yeah, um, he is, what does she call him? The ghost or the immortal, the immortal. He's the immortal. Um, Y'all ain't going to touch him. He's going to fuck everybody's day up until she gives that little bit of explanation. You're not like super sure that he's capable enough to like wreck everyone. But as soon as she's like, yeah, he's this guy and he destroyed all these Russians and he did all yeah. these things, you're like, when an oh, everyday person who, goddamn, who, yeah, it was not a soldier's like, yeah, we know about him and this is very real. <laughs> yeah, like he's who we tell our kids about at night. I half expected his name rather than to be the immortal to be uh, the Baba Yaga, which is the boogeyman, which is what they call John Wick in the John Wick movies. Um, cause that just would have been, you know, another connection, but I loved her getting to tell the story, her coming back at the end and just like, oh, well now we got fucking guns. Bring it. These Nazis don't stand a chance. Let's light them all up and take back, you know, take back what little dignity we have left because these assholes took it all from us. Yeah. I'll be the one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sisu was my favorite. The second I was like, this man is way too peaceful, which can mean, well, it means one big thing, that he has done so much madness, so much, so much killing bad. in his life. He's like, man, I'm good. I don't want to kill him. I'm good. I'm good. And we've seen many movies like this. They're like, you you caught me on a good day, dude. I'm not going to kill you. And, and then they start taking things away. And he's like, I'm back. I'm back. You did this. Now I got to kill everybody. Yeah. Uh, and it was fucking awesome. This dude is awesome. Spoilers. The writer and director was talking about it. And he's like, I have ideas for sequels. And he's like, there is way more I want to do with this character. Now, uh, I'm curious if it's a good overlook if it's around like the war times. So, I mean, it's still... I assume at this point, there's still probably a couple of months of the war left. Well, this is in 1944, so yeah. there's still a full year left. Yeah, so he could still go off and just be involved with war times. And, you know, no one will never say, I'm sick of Nazis getting killed. Uh, they are the best villain to just get their shit pushed in. So mm -hmm. maybe he's got his money and he heads off and he's made himself a little home and some more Germans just screw with him. And he's like, well, Guess I gotta fight again. Here I go killing again. <laughs> I'd like to see a, a maybe a perhaps a spinoff with the with the lady crew. That'd yeah. be cool. Uh, hopefully he, you know, he seems so badass that he he wouldn't acknowledge him anymore. You know, but it'd be cool if they found him and they're like we need help. Well, I could see like the one lady finding him, like making it 
her her job to go find him like hey we're you know she joined the war effort or whatever after her trauma and then like hey we're in a tight spot we need you to come back and help and then he ends up helping her and to the rest of the girls or whatever way to get him back yeah it's like we we need the immortal he's like man i'm i'm done i got my gold i'm good i got my dog we just chilling (laughs) yeah and then it's like nope i'll help i guess guess i'll fucking help yeah (laughs) so greg uh who is your least favorite character in this movie uh bruno hildorf it's one thing to be a nazi it's another thing to be a nazi that just doesn't know when to quit yeah no nobody in that crew Wanted to keep pursuing this man. And while I do see the, for lack of a better term, merit, even sounds wrong to say like that, the merit in 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 the in the, his rationale for pursuing him in the gold, knowing that once he returns home, we're going to be prized and we will probably be killed for our part in the war and just for being soldiers. I understand that, but you got to find a different way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After the... After the first incident where you witness him just, you know, whip out the knife and just plunge it through that man's face. After after maybe two tries. Maybe, okay, maybe I'll give you two. Because, you know, that's just one little quick lane. I mean, you could that could have been lucky, you know. But after a couple of tries, just stop. <laughs> Leave it be. Find another way. This is clearly not meant to be. There's something. There's some sort of mystique about this man that you can't figure out. And it's best just not to play with those cards and just play with that mystique because there's just something off here where I should be able to get him. He should be gone already and he's not. Okay. We're dealing with something that's beyond this world here. Let's go and find a different way. <laughs> he's not the only person you're going to come across when it comes to, uh, when it comes to exiting Finland and maybe there's gold elsewhere. I mean, I'm just saying, just stay away from the guy. It's enough. His general told him for goodness sakes, general told him, leave him alone. No. No, no, I'm good. He I'll thought he knew one. better. He, yep, he thought he knew better than everybody else. Um, I completely agree. Heldorf was trash, but to change it up, I'm gonna say his second in command, Wolf, was my least favorite because he was just the skeeziest, like grossest dude in the company. Like from raping the women to, which you never see, so would just assume you can assume that it happens well he was hitching his pants up yeah got out of there yeah just his treatment of the female prisoners his insanity towards wanting to kill sisu like he was almost as bent on this whole thing as Heldorf. and every step of the way he was like oh i can do it i can snipe him i'll snipe him i'll snipe him and i'll i'll be the one i'm going to be the one and he kept trying and trying and trying and like dude you're a great shot but clearly fucking you aren't cuz you missed him 87 times and he's <laughs> 10 feet away from you like bro you should have blown him to bits but you can't and you suck and it was great to see him get his ass whooped by sisu and then to get pulled in by the girls eventually to the um the finish camp like because that guy sucked yeah well he got the shit tortured out of him for sure absolutely and probably killed right after so <laughs> they got his ass i i i just said germans nazis but then like greg and katie said this like german like determination that heldorf had he's like i am curious what his plan was before he discovered the gold how is he going to get out to begin with well he wasn't he was just gonna go to the next spot oh yeah 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 well because had... they were just meeting up with the rest of the german well army. apparently he had that plane about the plane in the back of his head somewhere because he met up with the guy to get out so I, well, I don't know i don't know yeah there was some game plan in his head i'm just curious because when he learned about the gold it wasn't like a okay that's plan b you know because you know I, my boys with the plane he's like no nah, this is now plan a this is the only plan that can happen. Well, the, the wild thing was he like he took the time to kill several members of his uh, company because they were, quote, deserting him and deserting his mission. But by him chasing Sisu, he was deserting the mission that had been passed down to him from <laughs> the higher people in the Nazis. They were like, 
yo, you have to come to this post. What the fuck are you doing? Stop following that guy. Come to the post. Nah, come over here. Meet over here. That's what I was thinking about that. He was just like, no, we're getting this fucking gold and we're leaving. Like, we're going to be tortured when we get out of this war and blah, 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 blah. And like, he didn't, at that point, he didn't even know what the war was going to end up being like. There was still a full year left of the war to go. Well, so it seemed like there was some writing on the wall because he's like, man, we need to get out of here. So he he seemed to think that we're not winning this because, yeah. you know, I guess the or- he had retreat orders. So he's like, we're probably losing this. So let's do seven word synopsis. I got two of them. My first one is finish John Wick just wants his gold. Just give me my gold, man. That's all I want. And the second one, that puppy should have flown in plane. Now, the first time I watched it, I was like, if that damn dog is in that airplane with him, I'm going to be upset. But then, uh, the, like, the second time I watched it, I was like, that actually been funny if he was in that plane with him. Just like, wee! You know, Doc, doc would have hopped in <laughs> instant. Not cared about being in the air, dog. would have been like, fuck yeah, this is fun. I would have bit the fuck out of Heldorf, too, while they were scrapping. <laughs> the dog would have attacked Heldorf. <laughs> But then you can't have a dog in an airplane crash and underwater. I get why the dog wasn't there because he went through a lot of shit in yeah. between. So, Katie. I said Mad Max, but in World War II. This yeah. was straight up Fury Road. Like, silent dude takes over the countryside, meets up with a gang of women. They wreck everything because they're just badasses. And then everything ends. <laughs> uh, and then my last one. Nazis underestimate how far Sisu will go. So this film released at the Toronto International Film Festival, uh, September 2022, premiered in Finland, January 2023, and in the United States, April of 2023. So what do you guys think the budget for Sisu was, Katie? Uh, I said $10 million. Greg. 20. 20? Yeah. So the budget was 6 million euros or 6.5 million dollars. Like, it's like 7 or 8 probably million. Yeah. They kept it pretty cheap. Uh, they filmed this in Lapland uh, and it was really fucking cold. So um, they probably didn't have to go far for you know all the actors and That's stuff. It's crazy that they did this on only 6 million because not only like... The cast was small, sure, and maybe they're not the most well-known, sure, but they still had period clothes, period yeah. uh, equipment, period... I mean, I'm sure some nerd out there, sorry, some, somebody out there has, you know, e- has eagle-eyed this movie and is like, oh, well, that model of tank wasn't available until two years after the war or some yeah. bullshit, like, because there's always those people. But this is... Everything in this movie was made to look old enough at least and that takes a lot of money like most war movies cost a lot of fucking money because period pieces take a lot i guess tanks are cheaper than i anticipated because that's why part of the reason why i said 20 to begin with but yeah what do i know and it, <laughs> it's <right>? a tank <laughs> it looked like a real tank now i don't maybe know maybe in finland they just have oh they have uh, stuff like for sure cats. there is some war like person that Museum. that's their, their avid they're like i love war memorabilia yeah i have a fucking running tank oh there's it's a like, whole bunch of those here in the u.s but... and they were like my dude do you want money to put this tank no no man go ahead and just, just don't break it they're like fuck yeah that's what they did it for um the movie pearl harbor yeah there was like a collector guy who owned a whole bunch of the different planes that you see um there's like a shot on one of the runways in Pearl Harbor that is a whole bunch of different types of old plane. Oh, cool. Um, Because it's, you know, it's just their airfield. It's meant to show, like, the whole airfield. And basically, it was all from this one collector guy who had, he had just, like, 20 fucking planes that were all different, like, World War II era planes. And they used them and just, like, reskinned them, like, put new skins on them so they looked old. So they look like they were from the forties, and okay. put them all put them on the the airstrip, and then like copied and pasted them basically to make the fleet look much bigger than it was. That's really cool. Yeah, but it was all like with this one dude's fucking collection of just an insane amount of planes. <laughs> it so, was wild. So I'm betting because there's only one tank in this movie, one motorcycle with a sidecar. It, it wasn't the hardest 
to obtain what they needed to make it look the way it did, you know. Which is crazy to me because at this point, you know, when this movie came out in 2022, it had been 70 years. No, wait, 30. Yeah, 70 years almost since these like planes and things would have been around. Like it's wild that these this equipment is still one out there and two functional at all that they could use it in a fit like that's crazy there's people out there that that's their life is to make sure things like that stay functional so people can see them or use them or they just drive around in the tank yeah (laughs) if i had money to have a tank i'd probably drive around in the tank like look at me you know (laughs) be like hey what you doing today i'm gonna do just laps in the tank i'm doing tank shit (laughs) so uh what do you guys think the box office was katie so when this movie came out, I feel like a lot of people saw it because uh, we had talked about seeing it, but then yeah. it got busy when it came out. So I said $75 million. Okay, Greg. I heard nothing about this. Of course, what I hear and what I don't hear is clearly the litmus test for if something's popular or not. <laughs> but uh, So I will go with uh, 20 So closest to the pin because you both went over... It was $14.2 million. That's a fucking shame. Yes, it is. Now, I this film came out in April of this year. Um, That's a bad time for a war film. Yeah. And what else came out around it? Uh, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret, and big George Foreman. The fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a movie about George Foreman's life. Oh, cool. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. But April's just not really a good month for war films. Like, because it came out in what, September for in Finland, right? Uh, January for Finland, and then at a uh, film festival in September the year before. Yeah, okay. So the the September date and the January date would have been good. War films do really good in the wintertime, like around, uh, well, in the fall and the winter, around Veterans Day, around the. Yeah. People are really thinking about the war. Like if this movie had come out uh, rather than in April had come out in May around Memorial Day or even in July around like 4th of July, where people are really thinking about like war and sacrifice and all these different things, like it probably had would have made more money. So, yeah, it it made its money. It had really good reviews. Everyone that watched it were like, that was very enjoyable. I want more of it. It's just, you know. Not a ton ton of people went and saw it, which is fine. It made its money, and hopefully with the next one, it'll make a lot more. I think John Wick, the first one, kind of had the same thing. It was like, some people watched it, and they were like, damn, that was really fucking good. It made enough money, and then the second one came out, and then more people were like, damn, John Wick 2 was great. And then it got to the point, uh, spoilers, the, the newest one we watched made a lot of money to the point where they were like, damn uh y'all want to make another one they were like well we were kind of just planning on making this many they're like damn you should make another one here's a bag of money <laughs> so um they made a spinoff tv show of the, the world of john wick they understand that there is money there's gold in them hills so we're gonna see a lot <laughs> there's a gold lot. in them films <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no i hopefully we get more from this world uh just connected to john wick's world please is i will just smile they don't have to be related it'd be cool if they were but they don't have to be directly related uh maybe his child becomes a a bounty hunter like you know he works at the continental that'd be cool or we just see a finnish just guy in the next movie and it's like damn it looks like it's like oh yeah my great 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 grandfather was used to do wild shit in the war i'm like oh shit they're talking about him let's just treat it like assassin's creed and have like a Sisu character in every type of conflict. Let's go with looks the same, different nationalities, <laughs> same face. They just darken his skin a little bit. Let's put him in the Revolutionary yeah. War next. Right. <laughs> what if Sisu has a kid like immediately following this, like gets one of those girls, meets up with that girl again during the war in Sisu 2, has a kid, and the kid becomes Winston? That'd be cool. That'd be bad. Just runs the Continental. Yeah. Can that be legit? Then he's not directly related to John Wick, but is related to John Wick in a Father way. Figure. Father figure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Does anybody have anything else to say about Sisu before we get out of here? This movie was fucking wild. It was great. And graphic and fantastic. For what it was, it made me smile. It mm-hmm. was it was a nice 
bite-sized action movie. And sometimes I like action movies a little bit longer, but this was like hour and a half. I had a great time watching it. And please make more uh, people just with determination in their heart and willpower taking on 5 billion bad guys is really fucking cool to me. Uh, and like I brought up earlier, uh, the American Sisu, I guess, is Rambo. And Rambo killed so many people in his movies. John Wick. Or John. Yeah, he's a new one. But for the 80s, it was Rambo. Rambo was out there just big ass gun, just spraying down people, just killing everybody. So uh, good to see the genre still good and alive. Yes. Um, it's fun to see action movies because um, there was a time where everything was CG, blood, and the bullets, like the Expendables. Those movies, um, they feel that they could put more effort into explosions and things like that. So, so a lot of the fight scenes, it's a lot of CG stuff. I know what uh, uh, Statham, all his knives are CG knives. So all his scenes when he's throwing knives and stuff, it's not him actually chunking the knives at people. They just put it in post, which is fine. The expendable movies are absurd in a different way. Now, they went practical with this film, just like with John Wick, just like with The Raid. Those movies, they stick, stay practical keep it simple but just have a lot of action and make it as realistic as possible so there's two different avenues you can do with action movies these days and they both seem to be doing a lot of money either you go the fast and furious direction or the expendables direction or you go like sisu so uh, i like both of them uh it's something about fast and furious where you can do anything in a car if you try hard enough <laughs> you can go to space uh, you can stop missiles you know you can do anything <laughs> if you got family yeah uh, you could stomp on the ground and make the ground open up and bad guys just fall into it. Because family. Yeah, and streets. Streets always win. <laughs> one day we will do the Fast and Furious movies because they just get absurd. I think after like the fourth one, they just I get some powers. Can't. I tried and I got tired. I tried to catch up. I just uh, oh, can't. They they legit get superpowers. They I don't know if they get into ooze or something and one of the cars was just glowing. But they just get superpowers at some point in those movies. It's absurd. <laughs> one, one of them is going to become a saiyan at some point. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. If they ever glowed, I'd be like, okay. Not even going to get mad about it. I'm like, oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> so with that, that is the end of this episode. So if you have any other cool fun facts about, I don't know, being Finnish and fighting Nazis, you can text. You can text that. You can tweet Katie at. Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook app. Allentown Presents. So this was the first of our war month. Uh, I don't know how many movies we're doing. Might be a little bit shorter or a little bit longer. It just depends. But soon enough, we will be doing Christmas movies. And just like standard fare with Christmas movies, uh, boy, howdy, they're cracking out new ones. Greg, I don't know if you saw, there's one with Ludacris. Oh, God. <laughs> He looks like a good dad. I'm proud. <laughs> of, co of course he's a dad. Of course. Yeah. yeah. He's dealing with uh, Santa getting hunted down by, uh, I don't know, assassins, bounty hunters. I don't know. Bad people are trying to capture Santa. And so he's got to help him out. Okay. That took a turn. I wasn't respecting that part. I was going to be like a feel good family one. Well, yeah, I think it's more feel good and not as much action. -y. It's a Disney film. Nope, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, uh, we've seen a couple of horror movies that are coming out soon. Uh, there's one, uh, it, what? It's a Wonderful Knife, mm -hmm. where it's like the basis of It's a Wonderful Life, but if the person, the main character, wasn't around, a serial killer just runs off in a town. So they're like, "Oh, I gotta stop this killer because I'm the I'm the one to do it. So I can't just disappear." I was like, "That's a really cool idea." Uh, there are tons of really cool scary movies and some fun ones. So Katie will be in charge of that. But there are a couple of movies that I want to do because I'm like, okay, I haven't seen that one. Or I haven't seen that in a long time and I'll do it. Uh, Katie hasn't seen It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, I don't know. I haven't she, seen a lot of the like, black and whites. Once, I guess, and you're good. It's fun. There are cartoon versions of everything. So, you know. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for listening. And we will be back very soon with another war film. Okay, bye guys. Bye. What's your favorite Nordic flag? Norway, Finland, Sweden. Not nah, see, you got me looking up flags now. Uh, go with Finland. Ooh. Just that, that plain white and blue. I like that. Simple but effective. The blue and yellow of Sweden's pretty. I like that. I like Sweden. 
Finland. Yeah, Finland's pretty simple. I like that too. I'm gonna go Swedish, man. I like there's one I'm missing. Oh, Iceland. Iceland. Ooh. Iceland's pretty good too. Iceland is good. Iceland, Iceland reminds me of the UK though. It's very similar. <laughs> the goalie. <laughs> the goalie. <laughs> oh, okay. So they all have crosses. Mm-hmm. All the Nordic ones. That's legit. Yep. Yep. Ooh. Oh, I forgot Denmark too. Denmark. Denmark looks very similar to the Swiss flag. Yep. Yeah, I like the Swiss flag. The plus sign? Yeah, Swiss flag's pretty legit. Yeah, I like Sweden, I think, the best. And then maybe Shetland Islands and Norway. Norway's legit, because it's that red, white, and blue. Yeah. It's a different shape. Like, Norway and Iceland are just, like, flipped, inverted colors. Iceland! Man. The goalie! Man, I wish we knew someone with that flag. I would have one right now. <laughs> When I was a kid. Hey man, look at that Nordic flag. It's my Nordic flag. <laughs> All we got was Germany. In Oktoberfest. Germany. 